2: We are pleased to bring you this
1: program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to A Course in Miracles.
2: So happy to be with you. I'm coming to you from France, France, as they say here in Europe, France. They don't say France. They say France, but I still say France (laughs) because I'm American and don't I know it. Yep. So, uh, well, we'll get into that. And our topic today is heart healing. Uh, I've been so inspired by the Living a Course in Miracles classes the other day, uh, last week with uh, Maria Felipe and myself talking about unbreak your heart. We're going to put our hand on our heart right now and have a heart healing. So I invite you to turn within and to give thanks. Right now we're giving thanks for everything just as it is. <sighs> Sometimes that's not easy to do, but we're doing it. We're taking this breath of love and gratitude and being so grateful and so thankful that we can have a heart healing, that we don't have to suffer forever, that we can get over it and have a heart healing. So we're calling that forth right now. We're opening our heart and our mind to the power and the presence of love living through us and as us, and we're calling forth all manner of divine support and assistance, and seeing things clearly, and knowing our life as a life of peace, a life of love, and joy, and freedom, and wisdom, and clarity, and creativity, and beauty, and truth, and all good. This is what we're calling forth. Yes. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So, one of the things in uh, the classes last week that uh, were really clear was about how we well, maybe I'll just speak for myself, but uh, I know for me, I I used to really dig into like a big bowl of I'm really special because I'm so unhappy or I'm really special because I've been hurt so bad. I'm really special because of what somebody did to me and obsessing over it and what I've realized, and I am so grateful that I realized this, that any time I am giving myself permission to fan the flames of upset, I'm delaying my healing. Now, it seems like a no-brainer, right? It seems like an absolute no-brainer that if we're going to torture ourselves with all the ways that we've been hurt and wounded and upset and freaked out and all of these things that we experience in our relationship if we keep going over it and over it in our mind we're re-experiencing it and we're not healing we're just digging in that wound deeper and deeper and we already know that but we, we think when we're aligned with ego we think that there's some benefit in that that somehow going over it and over and over it, we're going to find some clue we're going to be able to say aha you see this is it I am right and they are wrong, or they are good and I am bad, and we can just assign that, you know, and and literally carve it in stone and then say, okay, that's that. Now, for throughout all space and eternity, uh, this one is the good one, this one is the bad one, and that's just how it is. And th- there's a finality to that in the ego mind, and that's why the ego likes it so much. However, it's not true. None of it's true. It's total uh, falseness and that's why we suffer with it over and over and over again. And for myself... I am still watching my mind moment by moment and day by day of how I can be right and how others can be wrong. I'm noticing these things. I'll give you an example. So uh, I've, I've been traveling through England and France and France, and uh, there's been a lot of rain, which is lovely. I love rain. But it's been a lot of rain. It's days and days of rain. And uh, so when there's going to be a sunny day, it's a big deal for me, for moi. Because uh, I, I want to be out and about walking in the country, the beautiful, I'm in the Pyrenees Mountains. I, I don't want to be sitting inside. I'd like to be outside, right? So uh, yesterday was to be a sunny day. In uh, Lourdes, which is where I was yesterday, and uh, I thought, "Oh, this is great! I'm going to go for a hike. Going to go hiking up in the mountains. That'll be lovely." But then I looked at the Weather Channel, and it said, "Oh mon dieu, no! It will be raining. It will be raining with thunderstorms and lightning." That's what the Weather Channel said to me, and uh, so I told my uh, the host of, at my B and B. I said, uh, it's supposed to rain today. And she said, no, no rain today. I said, well, the weather channel says uh, it's going to rain today. She said, oh, the weather channel is wrong. This, this is Lourdes uh, with the Pyrenees Mountains all around us. The weather, forget the weather channel. They don't know. It's going to be sunny and nice today. Now, check this out. Instead of thinking, fantastic. This woman has lived here for years. She knows fantastic. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to go have a wonderful day hiking in the Pyrenees Mountains in the sunshine. Instead, I could feel the ego said, no, 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 no. I'm correct. No, she's not right. I'm correct. I checked the weather channel. The weather channel is, you know, the United States, it's America. These people know. These are the experts. The the people in the B&B, they they wouldn't know. They're not experts, but it's <laughs> just crazy. And there was a, for a moment, I saw the ego was trying to entice me by saying, it's going to rain. Make it rain. I want it to rain. I want to be right. And I had to laugh. Oh, my God, I had to laugh. So we're going to have a heart healing when we give that nonsense up. But it it really does require us to become rigorous in watching for it because the ego will entice us with a little bit of rightness and we will sacrifice. I would have sacrificed a sunny, beautiful day, which, by the way, it it rained and it was sunny, (laughs) but there were no thunderstorms. And I got to go and have the most spectacular view up above Lord's in the mountains, it was fantastic. Really, really fantastic. I mean, I just, I was up there for hours and I loved it. A little bit of rain, a lot of sunshine. And yet, I, th- there was a moment where I saw how I used to fall into that pattern all the time. The ego is right, the ego is right. And I thought it was me because I thought it was the ego. So, i I, and I wanted to be right because being right is better. But I'm going to invite you today, in this moment right now, to turn within, to put your hand on your heart and think about any relationship you've got where you've been suffering. And Maria, oh, she did such a good job. We had two really good classes last week with Living a Course in Miracles. And this week we've got John Mundy coming up and we're going to be heart-centered at work. So we're really moving into the heart this time. So I'm inviting you to move into your heart right now and to think of any relationship you have where there's some difficulty, some challenge. And to think about where you would rather be right than have what you actually would like. Right? So, in other words, you'd rather make somebody else wrong. The other person in the relationship that they're wrong, they're bad, they don't know, they aren't paying attention to you, they aren't understanding you, they're never gonna understand you, they're not respecting you, they're not relating to you in the way that you need and you want. Something. They're asking too much, they're not giving enough, something. Something is wrong and you have given your happiness in exchange for keeping track of all your grievances, where you actually are looking for more evidence that they don't understand, they aren't connecting properly, they aren't loving you the way you need to be loved, they are disrespecting you or they're to this or to that, or not enough. Something is wrong. And you keep gathering that evidence, gathering that evidence, and gathering the evidence. And there's something about that being right that feels good to you. And you are literally exchanging a loving relationship in order to be right and hold on to those grievances. Love holds no grievances. That is one of my favorite lessons, number 68. And it, it is true. It is really true. Now, I know that in relationship, one of the things we all would like to, to have is we'd like to have a sense of somebody understands us, somebody gets us, somebody values us. And yeah, we, we would like to feel validated when we, when we don't feel really good about ourselves we really love being validated by others and that's that's what the ego does so when we're identified with the ego we don't properly know who we are then we like to be validated by others and so we will sacrifice in all kinds of ways in order to get that validation so that's how you know you're identified with the ego when you're trying to get something from someone else Love holds no grievances. We come back to this lesson again and again and again. To hold grievances is to forget who you are. If you forget who you are, then you're going to be identified with the ego and you're going to be in this pattern of giving to get and energizing what you don't like, what you haven't got, what's wrong, what's not good. And if you notice that you give yourself permission to Go into that grievance gathering mindset. And there's something about it that feels very comfortable, something about it that feels very like, very much like home. Then one thing you can know is this may be a behavior that you learned from someone else. Maybe that's what love looked like in your home growing up. Maybe it's how you Get validation for yourself is through that gathering of the grievances and making a list of them. It's a a way of keeping score. Now, the ego is always going to be doing that kind of work, gathering the things that will further your sense of separation and desperation, It's really possible to stop doing that. Now, here's the question. How do you stop doing it? The other day, yesterday, when I noticed that the ego was saying, oh, I think she was wrong. It's going to rain. I said, I'm not interested in that anymore. Not interested in thinking about that. I'm not interested in labeling anyone wrong. There's no benefit for me in that because I'm one with them. I'm not separate from them. So there's no value in calling anybody wrong or bad. That's how I put an end to that ego identification. I'm not interested in that anymore. And there was a time in my life when I would say it a couple hundred times a day. I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm not interested in that anymore. Now it doesn't happen so often. Because it's usually as soon as I notice I'm uh, being called by the ego, I can feel the shift in my energy to a disturbance. I don't like it. I'm not going there. I'm not interested in that anymore. So it doesn't happen as often, but it used to happen all the time. And in order to heal my heart... I had to stop giving myself permission to wound myself by going over and over the disappointments. There is no benefit to being the one who is wronged, and yet the ego thinks that there is. So, we get a huge leg up in our heart healing when we are willing to say There's no extra points. There's no value to being the wounded one. There's no value to being the one who suffers. It's not a good use of our life and energy. So what I have experienced in my life is so many spiritual seekers have a real deep desire to bring benefit right? To be truly helpful and to make the world a better place. There is nothing that can make the world a better place more than your choosing to be loving and kind and compassionate and generous and release any need to make a list of your grievances. Instead, let's make a list of things that we're grateful for. What can we be grateful for? One of the things I'm grateful for, even though it's been raining a lot here in Europe, is it's so green. It's so beautiful. And in, when I was in Lourdes, uh, the mountains in the background uh, were either green or snow capped because of the rain. It was beautiful. It also washes the streets clean and everything smells good. It's nice. So, you know, there's always something to be grateful for. And it's not about being Pollyanna. It's about really energizing that which brings benefit. So when we give thanks and when we're grateful, then what happens is we're multiplying the good by placing our attention on it. Because it really is done unto us as we believe. I used to gather my grievances and make a list of grievances. And you know what? They used to multiply. Not very surprising, but there was something about that that I thought, boy, if I've got a mountain of grievances and I am the victim, I win. No, I lose. I lose. The way that I win is when I choose to be a healing presence in my own life. So we're going to dig in some more in this heart healing That's the topic today. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, and I'll be right back.
3: And what is our life's purpose? Author and minister, Ogan Holder, found his answers the hard way. Through inner turmoil and doubt, with candor and humor, he shares why it's good to doubt, even if you're a minister, in Rants to Revelations, new from Unity Books.
0: Simply put, to doubt myself is to doubt God. If I embrace God as the very operating principles of the universe, the connecting space between us, the fabric of existence, and that I am the physical embodiment of all that. Then how could there be room for doubt in myself? My salvation lies in the following premise Doubt is the beginning of faith.
3: Read more from Rants to Revelations and order your copy today. Visit rants to revs.com. There is peace.
4: There is quiet
0: Reverend Paulette's mantra is It's all a prayer Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness Make no mistake, this is not nap time With an energy that will captivate you Touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation leaving you enlivened hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation enrich your prayer life as reverend paulette senior minister of touching the stillness ministries affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you the voice of an awakening world.
2: Letting
4: go in the stillness.
1: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk.
2: So, in A Course in Miracles, it talks about learning, also talks about remembering, remembering and learning, that we already know everything, and yet we seem to have forgotten it. We've exchanged our awareness of the truth for alignment with the ego, and so we're remembering our true identity uh, through the experience of learning, our relearning. And in Chapter 14, Section 3, there's such good... Good info there for us. Starts with the happy learner cannot feel guilty about learning. The happy learner cannot feel guilty about learning. This is so essential to learning that it should never be forgotten. Now, when we have the experience of heartbreak, when we have the experience of feeling hurt, There's a learning opportunity there, and the longer that we continue to drag out the upset and the hurt, the keeping score and the blame and the shame, the longer we delay our learning. Now, one of the reasons why many of us feel so hurt in the heart is that we are judging ourselves as having been stupid, as having made a mistake. As having been gullible or uh, foolish. And so we are attacking ourselves and judging ourselves instead of forgiving ourselves. Now, one thing is with forgiveness... Basically, the practice of forgiveness, first, you have to call something a sin. You have to say, oh, it was bad, it was wrong, and then I'm going to forgive it. But if you have a living practice of non-judgment and you just don't judge things in the first place, you don't have to forgive them. You just keep walking in non-judgment. Now, you'll still make what I call tactical errors. There's not a day goes by I don't make a bunch of tactical errors, but that's how I learn. That's exactly how I learned. So I just arrived in this little tiny village in, in the south of France. I took a train from Lourdes to Marseille, and then I rented a car, and I drove down to this little tiny town near to where Mary Magdalene was when she retired. And I'm going to go explore this whole area. I'm looking forward to that. Now, I drove into town, and uh, here I am. I'm looking for a house that has no number. And uh, Google Maps doesn't help you. And the directions I had were in French. So it was a little challenging. Street signs are a little challenging. And uh, so I, I'm driving around the town trying to find. I'm, I'm making mistakes left and right, literally. A droite, a gauche. And um, I pulled into a, a um, what do you call it, a filling station. And I asked for help from the people who speak no English. And uh, they tried to help me as best they could. We did little charades there, a little pantomime, trying to understand. I I think I got the gist of it. So then I'm trying again. And uh, I go all the way through the town, right? I see the sign (coughs) entering. I forget the name of the town I'm in. What's it called here? I don't even know how to pronounce this place. I don't know. So, <laughs> I see the sign entering. Uh, I think it's Suge-le-Pin. And then I see the sign leaving. Suge-le-Pin. All right. So, I've driven through the whole town. It's about one mile long. Uh, I don't see what I'm looking for again. Right? So, I decide I'm going to turn around. And I t- make a turn. And then... Right there, I realized, this is the street I'm looking for. Right where I pulled a UI, I was on the street I was looking for. But you see, I just, well, I'm learning. Tactical errors. Now, I, I could have been angry. I could have been upset. I could have been annoyed. I could have been frustrated. I'm trying to use the GPS, and I'm up in the mountains, and blah, 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 blah. No. God help me. I pull a Yui, I'm on the street, I'm looking for. This kind of thing happens all the time, but if in your mind you throw up the roadblocks and say, this shouldn't be happening, I'm doing it wrong, uh, then we don't really learn, right? We just repeat the same lessons over and over and over again. The happy learner cannot feel gu- guilty about learning. Learning is good. This is so essential to learning that it should never be forgotten. The guiltless learner learns easily because his thoughts are free. Yet this entails the recognition that guilt is interference, not salvation, and serves no useful function at all. Now, I love this. I love this. In paragraph 5, now we're in section 3, chapter 14, the decision for guiltlessness. And this is really, really key here because to our heart healing... The miracle teaches you that you have chosen guiltlessness, freedom, and joy. So what is the miracle? The miracle is when you align your thoughts with the thoughts of God, which is your true identity. That's the miracle. It is not a cause but an effect. The miracle teaches you that you have chosen guiltlessness, freedom and joy. It is not a cause, but but an effect, the miracles an effect. It is the natural result of choosing right, attesting to your happiness that comes from choosing to be free of guilt. So choosing right means simply choosing love, compassion, joy, freedom, kindness. Everyone you offer healing to returns it. Now there's an incentive. If you are feeling that you could use some healing, Extend love. Everyone you offer healing to returns it. Love is the only healer. Extend love. If you're feeling wounded, if your heart feels hurt, extend love, and then it will be returned to you. Now, this is not giving to get, though, right? Not controlling and manipulating, but simply from the generosity of your heart, extending love, compassion, Kindness, generosity, forgiveness, non-judgment. It will be returned to you. So then you can see that you're spiraling upwards. You keep it going. If you would like to have a heart healing, instead of making a list of your grievances, make a list of people that you could pray for. Make a list of people that you could appreciate. Send a thank you card to. Send a gratitude card to. Make a list of people that you're inspired by and send them an email and thank them for it. Uh, Make a list of people that have inspired you and send them some small tithes. There's uh, so many ways you can extend love. I know I have said to people in the past particularly people who were feeling entrenched in unworthiness and self-judgment and blame and shame and also feeling very, very financially challenged. I suggested to them make and tithe offering every day. So, for instance, if you know, you know, that you earn this much money today, some people, you know, their money value varies, they're waiting tables and doing things like that, where they uh, have a different salary every day, or sometimes people have intermittent work, so they don't earn every day, whatever day, just make an offering, tie the percentage Every single day. So you get in the habit of sending that tithe every single day. It's a habit of extending love. And it affirms that you have something to share. You have something to give. That good is happening in your life. Gratitude multiplies the good. Everyone you offer healing to returns it. Everyone you attack keeps it and cherishes it. By holding it against you. What? Everyone you attack keeps it and cherishes it by holding it against you. Is that really what you're interested in bringing forth in your life? Yikes, I used to do that. Oh my God, I used to do that. I used to attack and attack and attack and people definitely held it against me. Whether he does this or does it not, will make no difference. You will think he does. Why? Because you're one with them. And you will remember that you attacked them, and so there will be a sense of guilt. And so you'll hold it against yourself. You see, that's how it works. It is impossible to offer what you do not want without this penalty. The cost of giving is receiving. Either it is a penalty from which you suffer or the happy purchase of a treasure to hold dear. So here's how you want to get that healing activated. List of gratitude, list of uh, inspiration, start making extending yourself, appreciating, giving thanks, tithing. Get active in it because it's a wonderful way. To shift the energy and get into the habit of praising and appreciating and giving and sharing. Not to get, but because you've already been given. How wonderful is that? Now, I love this. As we continue on here, Chapter 14, Section 3, The Decision for Guiltlessness in our, our heart healing today paragraph 8, teach no one he has hurt you, for if you do you teach yourself that what is not of God has power over you. Teach no one he has hurt you, for if you do you teach yourself that what is not of God has power over you. So, basically what this is saying is, if you go around affirming that people have hurt you You are giving away your power. And it's your power to choose love. It's your power to choose peace. It's your power to choose abundance. That's what you're giving away in exchange for listing your grievances and holding them against somebody. You know, pray for those who despitefully use you. It's good medicine for you. For you, turning the other cheek, offering a different attitude to someone who has been unkind, unloving. When And then paragraph 9 here. Whenever you choose to make decisions for yourself, you are thinking destructively, and the decision will be wrong. It will hurt you because of the concept of decision that led to it. It is not true that you can make decisions by yourself or for yourself alone. No thought of God's Son can be separate are isolated in its effects. Every decision is made for the whole sonship, directed in and out and influencing a constellation larger than anything you ever dreamed of. So this is why we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit itself and we say, guide me, help me. I am interested in choosing love. I am interested in choosing peace and harmony. And then I love this, paragraph 16. Say to the Holy Spirit only, decide for me, and it is done. How easy is that? Say to the Holy Spirit, the higher Holy Spirit self, decide for me, and it is done. For his decisions are reflections of what God knows about you. And in this light, error of any kind becomes Impossible. Impossible. Why would you struggle so frantically to anticipate all you cannot know when all knowledge lies behind every decision the Holy Spirit makes for you? Now, isn't that the way that we have learned to operate when we're identified with the ego, that we're struggling frantically to anticipate all the possibilities and head them off at the pass so that we feel protected and safe? We don't have to do any of that. We don't have to labor in vain like that, right? We say to the Holy Spirit, decide for me and it is done. Whew! I love that. So what's required for us to be able to say to the Holy Spirit, decide for me and let it be done? What is required? Faith. Trust. Trust. That's what's required. So if we would like to heal our heart and truly have a profound healing all the way back to the beginning requires us to place our trust in faith. So how about saying to the Holy Spirit, decide for me how to heal my heart. Then we don't have to figure it out, do we? And then what we can do is we go to sleep at night Holy Spirit, while I'm sleeping, decide for me in my dreams so that I awake refreshed, renewed, restored, and healed. I choose wholeness. I choose peace. I choose freedom. I place my trust in you. Thank you. Thank you so much for my healing. And then we wake up in the morning, first thing before we get out of bed, decide for me, Holy Spirit, decide this day, what is best for me, I will be the happy learner, I'm willing to be the happy learner, I'm grateful to be the happy learner, show me how to extend love like I've never extended before, decide for me, I don't need to try to figure everything out, been there, done that. And then throughout the day, and this is what practicing A Course in Miracles and living A Course in Miracles is, right? All throughout the day, we practice the lessons. All throughout the day, I I could choose peace instead of this. We go back again and again, decide for me. I'm not interested in the ego thought system anymore, decide for me. I don't need to decide who's right and who's wrong. God is right, and I am one with God. That's all I need to know. I'm the happy learner. It's a whole new approach to living, and it does heal our heart so quickly. It's amazing. And then we can invest ourselves in all kinds of things that bring fruit that we would like to eat. (laughs) Sweet fruit. All right, so it's time for me to take a break here. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are walking the talk and living the love right now. I'll be right back.
4: Are we nearing the end of the world? Reading the book of Revelation, you might think so. And it doesn't end well. But is it possible that the Bible's darkest story is a positive tale? Author Ed Townley, host of the Unity Online radio show, The Bible Alive, thinks so. A Bible enthusiast, Townley focuses on the metaphysical meanings rather than the literal text. In Kingdom Come, new from Unity Books... Townley takes a fresh approach to Revelation. The kingdom, Townley explains, doesn't await us in the afterlife. It's ours to experience today, as we learn to find the good even in our darkest challenges. Explore Revelation in a new light. Order the book Kingdom Come online today at unitybooks.org.
3: Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: So we're making the decision to allow the healing to really ignite. Now is the time. Oh, my God, now is the time. Everything that I can see is pointing to the decision to really purify and clarify the mind. Let go of all grievances, everything, and simply stand in the truth that that's us free and so i don't know about you but i really see in my own mind feeling it every day that it's like there's a whole nother level of pressure and intensity to focus on the healing and the clarification the purification thought by thought choice by choice and we can do this we can absolutely do this. And this is why Course in Miracles is so helpful to us. I've been having uh, just a wonderful experience of reading and recording the lessons as I'm making this iPhone app that's going to have the uh, recorded lessons as part of it. And I am really loving going back to the lessons with a new uh, awareness. It's wonderful, and I always love going back to the text, but it's it's not about reading it. It's about living it. That's why I offer the Living a Course in Miracles classes, and this week we're going to be focusing two classes, Thursday and Friday, on... Being heart-centered at work, many of us have had deeply wounding experiences, deeply disappointing experiences, and profoundly um, shameful experiences, too, at work, where uh, we, we have just been so aligned with the ego at work. And then we feel... Uh, disappointed in ourselves, guilty and ashamed, and uh, all kinds of stuff. Work is a place for work, family. These are the places where we can really do this ego healing. And uh, it takes a great commitment, and it takes uh, a willingness to really say to the Holy Spirit each and every day, you can do it as you're driving to work, decide for me. That's it. That's all you got to say. Decide for me. And then stay tuned to the most loving opportunities, the most loving choices, because it's about really retraining the mind to look for the loving choices. If you've been trained to look for the grievances, if you've been trained to keep score, if you've trained your mind, as I had trained my mind for the negative, for the ego. It's about retraining the mind so that we can see and know and feel clearly the truth that sets us free. So I love that A Course in Miracles tells us it's that simple. Now, what I'm going to invite you to do this week, just try, just try it out. This won't cost you a dime, not a nickel, and it will save you so much time. Here's what you do. Get stack of three-by-five cards, some post-its, things like that, and you just write, decide for me. And you could write H-S, Holy Spirit. I like higher Holy Spirit self, because then I remember it's the I am that I am. You could say, I am. I had a wonderful conversation with Regina Don Akers <coughs> in Chicago at the Course of Miracles conference there, and we both said that we prefer I am... As, is the name for the higher Holy Spirit self. It's, it's, doesn't matter so much what you call it, but I am, decide for me. H H S S, higher Holy Spirit self. Decide for me. God, decide for me. Love, decide for me. And put them all over the place. Decide for me. You could even do D F M. Whatever you know, whatever will, uh, just even the symbol of a heart—that's what I like to use. I put hearts all over the place, and it reminds me to choose love, to choose love, to choose love, to choose love, and then start to watch how things change. Uh, this morning, I at four thirty in the morning or whatever, <clears throat> I was packing up to leave Lords and take the train to Marseille. And uh, had a, you know a limited amount of time uh, to get to the train and things like that. So I was just being very focused and uh, I had a box of incense and uh, it spilled all over the place, right Just as I was putting it in my suitcase. And uh, what I loved in that moment was there was no shift in my energy. so there was no ugh, there was no shift in my energy whatsoever. And I took note of that and I gave thanks for that because I so, it's funny, right now, I'm really, as I'm traveling, because when you're in a different circumstance, things are different all the time. So they, they, they're more in your attention, at least they are for me, versus when you're at home and you're in your usual routines. So what I notice is so many memories so many memories of, of being irritated and frustrated while traveling or being irritated and frustrated by my boyfriend being irritated and frustrated, <laughs> things like that, where, um, you know, if things didn't go right, he would be upset, he would be annoyed, and then I'd have to deal with him being annoyed or frustrated. You see, all these memories are coming into my mind. And I'm really just getting a chance, I think, to just bless them again and again and again. So this is another powerful way for us to have a heart healing. Now, before I go any further, I'm getting a a thought in my mind to remind you that if you have something that you haven't been able to get over, go to jenniferhadley.com, my website. It's free, right there on the homepage. My How to Get Over It workshop, you'll get a bunch of things that go with it. It's totally free. It's an audio workshop. I think it's about 90 minutes. It's one of the my most popular workshops, totally free for you. On the homepage, jenniferhadley.com. And if you haven't signed up for Living a Course of Miracles, com. Right now, we've got 10 more classes left, 10 more classes, and they're totally free for you at livingacourseinmiracles.com. And this week, again, John Mundy, and we're talking about heart-centered at work. So great. I love Johnny. He's an excellent teacher. So I do a class with him on Thursday and then the homework class on Friday. Both classes are free for 48 hours. Uh, So just when you find yourself, like I was saying, I've been finding myself, reviewing old times of upset, whether you were upset or somebody else was upset, then that's when you know you're being presented with an opportunity to choose again, choose again and choose again and choose again. So choose love. Don't just say, "Oh, I don't want to think about that." Take that moment right there and say, "Oh, I yes, I remember that I, I was frustrated. I remember I felt hurt. I remember I felt upset." Stop. In that moment, take 30 seconds. And just see if you could do it over again, what would you choose? I could choose peace instead of this. Give yourself a chance of doing over because when your mind comes to those old hurts, those old uh, upsets, those old places where you chose to go into resentment, regret, fear, doubt, worry, when those cycle around into your mind again, it, it really is the higher Holy Spirit itself, representing those moments for you to choose again. It's not insignificant. It's not meaningless. It is powerfully healing. Take the opportunity to have a healing. Take the opportunity to choose love again. You'll be so, so grateful that you did. It's so powerful. And the thing is, is, You can clear out so much old resentment and regret and guilt and blame and shame through that experience. In fact, one of the things I would suggest to you is even to take a a day retreat. Take a day retreat or an afternoon retreat, a few hours. Take some space of time and, and just focus on releasing any judgments you have about the choices you made in the past or the choices that someone else made in the past. That's what my forgiveness letter can help you with. And that's one of the free tools that comes with the How to Get Over It workshop at jenniferhadley.com. So give yourself the opportunity to review the mistakes of the past and look at Where could you have chosen love that you forgot to choose love the first time, that you got distracted by the ego and now you're ready to choose love? Now's the opportunity. Go for it. It's wonderful how much healing we can have when we choose to simply focus in on being patient and kind and generous and changing our mind, releasing the grievances. Uh, another thing you can do make a list of the grievances but first decide here's the list of grievances I'm going to let go I'm not interested in them anymore and then make a list of them and do a fire puja so do a fire ceremony with them make an offering of them to the fire I'm letting them go they no longer serve me I am choosing love I could choose peace instead of this and that's what You are choosing. It's beautiful. It's these simple things that bring the peace of mind and relinquishing the habit of cherishing the grievances. It's a moment by moment practice. But what I can tell you is, according to your willingness, according to your determination, when you say to the Holy Spirit, decide for me, you're going to see amazing results according to your willingness. I want to share with you one final thing here at the bottom of chapter 14, section 3. It's this beautiful prayer here. And it says in paragraph 19, whenever you are in doubt, what you should do Think of his presence in you and tell yourself this and only this. He leadeth me and knows the way which I know not. Yet he will never keep me from what he would have me learn. And so I trust him to communicate to me all that he knows for me. Let's place our hand on our heart and know that this is true. He leadeth me and knoweth the way which I know not. How wonderful to be led and guided by perfect love. Choosing the highest and best for us in each and every moment. How wonderful to surrender and have faith and trust in the perfection of love. How wonderful to say, decide for me today. So grateful and thankful that we can choose love and we can heal our heart by giving the heavy lifting to the higher Holy Spirit self. In gratitude, in love, in joy, we surrender all grievances and we simply accept our healing. We allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for relinquishing the grievances and choosing a life of love. I'll see you later in the week, living a course Have a great week. Thanks everybody.
3: Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Reverend Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, Exploring Unity's Classic Books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Inspiration only takes a moment. Your friends at Unity invite you to reflect on these words from Reverend Jim Rosemurgy. Pause and take a deep breath. When you are ready, affirm silently to yourself. Sweet, sweet spirit. I desire a closer walk with you. Show me the way. I am listening. Join Mark Nepo and Daniel Namod at Unity Village for The Exquisite Risk, Daring to Live an Authentic Life, September 19th through 22nd, 2013. Learn more at unityvillage.org slash N-E-P-O.